You're listening to Business in Black with your host, Danita Harris. And welcome to another edition of Business in Black, a weekly podcast where we talk everything starting, growing, and building a better business. I'm your host, Danita Harris, coming from the lovely Brooklyn, New York. Uh, joined today, of course, by our lovely co-host, Dr. Latanya Hughes, down in Miami, Florida. Yeah. Woo-woo. Good day, Dr. Hughes. How is everything down in uh, the rainy season of Florida? Rainy. Rainy. Rainy yeah. here too. So I don't yeah, know rainy. what's going on. But I'll take yeah. it. Uh, it could be blistering hot and, you know, all of that. Well, y'all could be cold like y'all had. We could. It could be winter, snowing. So. It is May. So mm-hmm. anything is possible still in May. <laughs> Meh. Well, we've taken a little break. If you haven't noticed, we've been gone for a little while, a couple of weeks, taking a break, getting our wits about us, uh, our minds clear, focused back on the show, and uh, it's good to be back. So today, I think you will find it uh, beneficial to hear some of the things we have to talk about on things you should know uh, or things you should and things you should not invest in uh, when starting and or building a business. And the reason why I wanted to do this show was because so many people, I'm in and out of these Facebook groups um, that are claiming to be entrepreneur-inspired groups. And it's so frustrating, excuse me, Dr. Hughes, that these so-called business owners, entrepreneurs, endeavoring entrepreneurs, um, uh, hopeful entrepreneurs are so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They are so uh, turned off by work, it seems like. Um, And as a result of being turned off from work and wanting to research and wanting to put in effort to learn about their business, learn about business as a whole, they will just throw money at whatever's walking, whatever sounds good. And we've talked about this many times on the show before. We've seen this surgeons, this mushroom cloud of quote unquote experts and gurus <laughs> never had a day, foot, toe, pinky, tip of the nose in business But all of a sudden, they're coming along with these, quote, packaged ideas of, I can sell you how to build a better business for $9.99, and hand over fist, they're making money off of nothing. And so it's super frustrating to me as a business owner for over 20 years. Uh, My first business was when I was eight years old and I'm 41 now. So my family has owned businesses. My family owns businesses. I've had multiple businesses on my own. Um, And so with all of that, it's very frustrating when you have done the work, gone to business school, I have, and it just seems like um, people just have no regard for the craft to be honest, that goes into building a solid business. And so we we have all of these people with bright eyes and bushy tails looking to make money and then they're duped and scarred 
And then real business people like Dr. Hughes and I come along wanting to help and coach or whatever. And we have a hard time because they've already run into the finagler shenanigan holder, the whatever you want to call the duper, (laughs) whatever you want to call them. The fake guru. The fake guru. And they've had these less than tasteful encounters. Um, And then they're scarred and, you know, and I've been there, I've been jaded, but you have to learn, you know, if you're a true salesman, you learn your way around and listen in a different frequency and that sort of thing. So I text Dr. Hughes the other day, all right, first show back, we got to talk about some things that you really should be doing to start and build your business and things that you should not be doing to build and start your business. I will say the first thing is not, uh, (laughs) don't spend money on anybody to help you if they don't have a track record. And that means, again, going back to what, um, you know, Ms. Harris said in her opening, you got to do some research on your own. That's with anything. I don't, I mean, even as a consumer, you, you do due diligence as a consumer, I would hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, you wouldn't just invest your money in just anything. You wouldn't just, if you were sending your child to prom, because, you know, it's prom season, you wouldn't just kind of spend money on just any kind of limo service or driver service or whatever. You want to make sure it's credible that they're going to get there safe. You know, the car ain't going to blow up on them on the highway. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to do your diligence to make sure this is a safe vehicle. It's a safe driver. Mm-hmm. You're going to do the research. Why? Because you're not going to put your child in the hands of anyone, mm-hmm. you know, that may endanger their lives. You have to see your business like your child. You know, you, you, you don't want to put your business in anybody's hands, you know, that could possibly jeopardize the life and or longevity of your business. Absolutely. I'm going to make that a sh- on the should column because I have that one as number five on my should column. You should research. Use Google University to learn about what you don't know or to learn the ins and outs. Right. To learn about your craft because there's more than what your grandmama taught you about cooking or gardening or leather crafting or woodworking. There's always more to learn. That's a good start, but there's always more to learn. So um, we'll start with the should list. Um, so number five, I mean, they're in no particular order, but that was just number five I thought of was do the research. Mm-hmm. Make sure you, am I, am I correct in making it a should? Yeah. You should you research, research everyone and mm-hmm. everything. Um, so I'm going to go with um, my number one pick was you should invest in marketing, but it should be word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And I have, so some of mine are in duality. I was telling Dr. Hughes before we started the show today, some of mine are in duality and marketing is one of them. And so when we get to our should not list, I'll explain why. But for now, you should invest in marketing. However, that marketing should be word of mouth. It has to be and very strategic word of mouth as well. You want to make sure that... The marketing word and the word amount that you use um, properly aligns with your brand and it's consistent. Mm-hmm. You want people to consistently communicate your brand. You don't want anybody or anything that's going to confuse that. And, um, you know, that's one of the things that I've learned 
um, you know, along the way uh, when it comes to partnerships and, and finding people who are going to be raving fans of my brand. Mm-hmm. You've got to find people who are going to properly fit with what you are doing, mm-hmm. um, you know, because if not, then people are going to kind of be like, well, what exactly is she doing? What exactly is that? You know, is it really luxury? Is it really that, you know, so mm-hmm. you want to make sure that when you make and have these raving fans of your business, whether it's a service or a product, you want to make sure that everybody is kind of speaking and saying the same thing. You don't want to necessarily script everything they say because you want the genuine passion to come forward, but you want to at least know that they understand what you are trying to convey in your brand. Right. Um, so I'll give a good example of that. A girlfriend of mine from high school recently purchased some of uh, my M by Marlo lip rouge that's now on sale, www.mbymarlo.com. And she posted a photo, gorgeous girl, um, posted a photo of the Vava Voracious Red Lip Rouge. And from that post, she actually did a really nice post for me too. It wasn't just her face. She she put some of my marketing into it as well for me. Did not ask her, thank her very much for that. And from that, another sale came from her connections, her Facebook people who commented, liked, and then immediately turned around. So that's an excellent um, demonstration of word of mouth marketing that just the simple fact that she felt great enough about my product, like I tell all my friends, I don't sell cheap stuff. (laughs) And so uh, she felt great enough about the product and how it, it worked for her that she told people ergo Facebook. And then those people decided to trust her word on it as well. And so the more of those you can get, like Dr. Hughes said, those raving fans will come um, because there's nothing better than a testimony. There's nothing better than a testimony from authentic people who have tested and tried the product and or service. Mm-hmm. So uh, next one's on you, Dr. Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> if not, I can keep going. I got a list over here. Keep going because I, I mean, because I, I'm going to keep going back to that. Yeah, I'm going to that bothers me. Once, once I say stuff, <laughs> I already know how this is going to go. Yeah. She does me, you guys. I, I, you know, she's always like, I'm here. I'm, I'm here in, re- in response. <laughs> um, um, things that you should invest in. Um, the next one I put are business cards. Uh, when you're out networking, uh, and it's a dual one, hold it, hold it. Uh, but when you're out networking, it looks better for you to have a physical business card. And we talked about this, I think, on another show, Dr. Hughes, where you and I both know someone who had these virtual business cards, something and too much technology. People don't Mm -hmm. really understand that. Besides with a physical business card, I can write where I met you so I can remember later on. But a physical business card is kind of like you being an authority by writing a book. It's like that tangible piece that people really know that you're in business with. Well, uh, you have to understand that your business card is a reflection of you. And, you know, you want to make sure that it's, it's right. It, it, you know, it looks good. You, you, you get a quality business card. But um, I think it's really necessary because there are people out there speaking, credible people, people who have 
had success, and I'm not talking about some success, I'm talking about millions of dollars of success in business, who are now touting, you don't need business cards, just use LinkedIn. I promise you, I just heard that presentation. Mm. And on the one hand, I was like, I get it. But on the other hand, no, I don't think you should ever, oh, we don't use Rolodex anymore. And da, 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 da. Okay, that might work for you. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of people, old school still works. Some mm-hmm. things work on purpose. And mm-hmm. sometimes that card says it's a, it's, a, it's, it's a reminder because if I'm going to five networking events a week, just mm-hmm. throwing it out there, mm-hmm. like Ms. Harris said, I can write on the back of a card or if I have a little Ziploc bag and I put on that bag, you know, whatever networking event I'm going to, that way I don't have to put it on the back of each card and I can slip mm-hmm. it into that network and then at the end of the week, I can get, I know where I met people and I can look at the card and it can remind me, okay, this person did da 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 or when I'm looking for something because I'm thinking back, I'll, okay, boom. And when I'm sending out my correspondence, I'm sending out my thank you for connecting with me, you know, I need that card. I'm, I'm promise you, I'm still looking for a card for somebody for a referral, a mm-hmm. referral. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't find the card with the number, but I get, I remembered the email. So mm-hmm. I went and dug through to find the email mm-hmm. and I did the email introduction for a referral for someone's business, but I can't hunt down the phone number because I can't find the card. Well, so, but I can still association email. game, right? right? I can remember, okay, and this is not the case for her, but Dr. Hughes's card is red and it has her picture on it. And it, you know, I can remember. So when I go through the stat, I may not remember the name of the person, Correct. but there's distinctive characteristics on that card that I'm going to remember because there was an association in my brain versus this, this is the same reason why they say, write it down. Don't type it out. Write it down because there's a connectivity between your fingertips and that writing motion in your brain that it it grabs hold in a different manner. And so when you're typing things out, ergo using your iPhone to get somebody's number, you're less likely to remember the name or the number unless you make an individual note on your phone for that particular person, you're, you're just more likely to forget. So I'm big on business cards. Listen, Vistaprint doesn't pay me anything, but I love their cards. Um, Moo.com, I've never used them before. There's so many different vendors where you can get 500 for $10. They'll do a special. Listen, UPS get some is even good getting cards. Right. UPS is even getting in now. Correct. Usually, I'm not trying to be funny, but they usually are a little bit more expensive. But mm-hmm. they have a special 500 cards for 9.99, and it's still right. good quality cards. Right. So I think in this day and age, there's no excuse to not have a business card of some kind. Of some kind. Um, you have to. And you know, I know someone who's kind of anti-business card because, um. They do styling, right? And hate that word because it's a male stylist, but whatever. It's, it is what it is. You understand what that is. Right. And mm-hmm. so every day, this person gets compliments on the way that he dresses. So from that, it, when I say, oh, you need a card, it was cumbersome in his brain to think of a card because now I got to have a 30-second elevator pitch, blah, blah, blah. I say, no. 
you're already your 30 second elevator pitch. What the card does is people, when people come over to you and say, oh my gosh, you look really nice, love your bow tie, whatever, you reach into your back pocket and, and present the card and say, if you ever need help and walk off. That's right. A perfect way to use a business card where you don't have to, oh, here, let me give you my card and we can do lunch. It's right. just- Because they've come to you. Right? They've come to you. Mm-hmm. So a card can be very multifaceted. You can't do that with a LinkedIn. Oh, here, man, let me give you my LinkedIn. No, literally he has the ability to take that card out, say, if you ever need advice, hand it off and walk away. Doesn't have to be any other further uh, description, explanation, Mm -hmm. conversation, or anything. So you can only do that with the business card. You could not do that with electronic forms of information. Because everybody may not be comfortable with that. I think people aren't not altogether uh, sold on the whole uh, electronic exchange because... There's so many security issues um, we, going on right now. So and we're, yes. <laughs> and for me, I'm not bumping my phone against somebody I don't know. Right. I'm not doing right. the whole right. connecting because I don't know what other information may be exchanged. And I, you know, God forbid I get somebody's credit card number. There's too many other things going on. What if I'm bumping you and somebody else nearby gets the information and I don't, hackers do exist. You just have to think about things. I think it's just exercising wisdom. And so for me, I'm old school. Give me a business card. If you don't have one, write something on a piece of paper. If it's really that important to connect with me. Writing on a piece of point, I, I'm okay if you say, listen, I just started my business. I've mm-hmm. encountered so many people who said, I literally just started my business yesterday. I literally just filed my paperwork yesterday. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to wait for my cars to get in to start networking and growing and building mm-hmm. my business. Which Here's is my information. You know, this is how you can get in touch with me. Do you have your card? Let's connect. Mm-hmm. Different things like that. And some of those people are the ones who actually do follow up versus people who do have business cards and sometimes. So you, it's, right. you don't judge right. people based off of that. But I will say, at least get it and get started. And I guarantee you some of those same people I've met in the next couple of weeks had those business cards. Mm-hmm. Well, with that, we're going to take a little break here. Uh, Today, we're talking uh, things you should know about investing in uh, or not investing in uh, your business when starting out or building a better business. You're listening to Business in Black, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Business in Black with your host, Danita Harris. And welcome back. You're listening to Business in Black. And today we're talking about things you should be investing in. So we're on the should part. Uh, And then we'll talk a little about the things you should not be investing in. Um, In your business, starting it up and growing it, building it to be a better business. Um, Another big one, I think, is using a separate bank account. Separate bank account is huge. So let's talk about that a little bit because as you know, most bank accounts have fees that incurred. So what I don't want you to do is to start incurring fees, right? Most bank accounts, unless you have X amount in the bank account or a direct deposit is in the bank account, then you're going to get hit with a monthly 10, 12, 13, 14, $15 charge. I don't want you to incur that. I encourage you to find a credit union 
I have USAA. I have this account that's been open. Um, so I've been using that. It's a personal account, but it's separate from my normal personal account. So I have multiple accounts um, and I can use that for right now until the business grows and has money to prevent me from having to pay fees. Um, I can grow my business uh, by using this personal account. So check into a credit union, check into something like a USAA, a member served bank where you don't have to pay for a checking account, but it's separate than what your main bills are coming out of. Mm-hmm. So having a separate bank account is huge because if you're getting audited, like I'm getting audited right now, uh, when you're getting audited, You have all of that information. All of those transactions are being run through that one checking account and maybe one or two in your other personal checking account. So just be mindful of that. Keep money, keep $25, $50 in there so that you have, you don't have to constantly transfer back and forth. I know that could be a hassle, but the good part is we can transfer back and forth. It may take a day or two, um, but you can set all of that up really easily and uh, keep your business business and your personal personal. I agree. I think, um, you know, I, it's still going to boil down to what Ms. Harris said in the beginning. You've got to do your research. And uh, this is one of the things that I want to caution and, and strongly encourage everybody. Take your time. Mm-hmm. Do not rush choosing a financial institution. Don't just go off of somebody else's word. You need to go for yourself. Go to several institutions, sit and talk with them. I encourage, I, I, my business, I have a business and a nonprofit and both are at an ad are at a credit union. Mm -hmm. And that was by choice because yes, I've been banking with my, my personal for years. And I mean, years at the end of the day, the credit union was still the best option for me. Um, And that may not be for you, but again, you know, I still did my research because there were several credit unions I could have gone with. So you just want to go with the one that's that's best for you. But please, I'm I'm telling y'all, with this list, with this show, the things that we provide, the information we provide you with, it does not supersede you doing the work mm-hmm. and taking your time because the most successful people in business are not necessarily in a hurry. They sit down, they gather information and they make informed decisions. Absolutely. And that's how you're going to grow and, and keep your business going by making an informed decision. And how do you make an informed decision? You have to have the information Absolutely. and it's got to be credible. It's got to be right. So please, 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 especially when it comes to your money. Mm-hmm. Well, in that, she's just segued us to the next one, which is get a team. And I'm serious. I wrote it right here. Take your time to build tax, attorney, marketing, coaches, et cetera, counselors, et cetera. Take your time to fill people out. Um, I can't tell you how many accountants I've gone through. I have a great one in Florida now. I have a tax person in Florida now. Um, I have a great team of people who work with me, but it took me years to develop that because I had to go through a bunch of bad people. Um, So take your time 
And, but you do need a team. You need a good tax person. You don't need a CPA right off the top. You don't need a bookkeeper right off the top. You can be your own bookkeeper. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably don't need a, an attorney right off the top, but you need to be researching one. Um, so just take your time, get good referrals, interview people. They owe you something. You don't owe them anything, right? You're hiring them, not the other way around. So do your due diligence and um, getting a team together that's going to behoove you, not just lace their pockets. Right. And again, um, you know, even if you get a referral, do your diligence, still dig deep. Um, (laughs) Even with that one referral, ask for, Mm -hmm. ask for references. Mm -hmm. I'm not offended. Somebody want references. On my website, you got testimonials, references. Why? Mm -hmm. Because, because Mm -hmm. why do you think there's four stars, five star three? Why do you think there are, you know, you go on Google and you, you read the reviews. I I do the same thing with apps or anything else. Listen, there's nothing wrong with that. You're spending your money, your hard earned money that you are investing in your future, in your baby. And you want to make sure that these people are credible and are going to do right by you that aren't going to cost you money Mm -hmm. in the long run. You get the wrong accounting. Accountant, tax person. It's going to screw you up. I've had, I've been there, done that, had to pay for it. Okay. To the tune you, you of $6,000. Listen, mm-hmm. that's 6000 You know what she could have done with that money mm-hmm. in her business? Mm-hmm. You know, God forbid it could have cost her, uh, it could, a legal situation. Mm-hmm. That can really blow up and out, of, out right. of control. So you want to make sure that you do your due diligence. Ask for references. Yep. And if they, anybody who has a problem with you asking for references, that's an automatic red flag. Red flag. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Next on the list is you should um, have web presence. I'm a firm Even believer. Even if it's just a landing page. Even if it's just a landing page. um, People will go and research you. And so they're going to want to pull, and especially if you're just starting out and you may not have attained press or haven't written any articles or you don't have any linkage out there. You don't want your only... your only visibility to be a Facebook or Instagram or something like that. You want actual web presence. And so um, it's about $10 a month. I think you can get domain fees down low. Uh, Depends on how you buy it. $15 if it's month to month, I think for most sites. Uh, And it might be a little less than that if it's just a no landing page, but you definitely want to have some sort of web presence on. I think you can, you can get Weebly for $30 for the whole year and just have a, Landing page, just twenty nine ninety five, yes. just to have a, a just to have a basic web page. I mean, and even if you you and, and you can add other pages to it, but thirty dollars a year, that's and nothing. that's it. That's nothing. Yeah. Versus, you know, so well. And again, remember, you're in business to make money, not to spend money. So we're we're trying to consolidate some of these things down and, and, and help you to find the least expensive route for the maximum impact. Right. All right. So the next one, um, I think you should have a plan. And then when you write that plan, you should allow others to read it for conciseness, for clarity, for any pointers that they may have. They may be confused. What makes perfect sense to you may not make sense to other people and you got a problem. Right. 
And there may be gaps in your logic. There may be gaps in your whole plan that you didn't foresee because you, if you've never been in business before, there are some things that you, you know, you don't know you're going to encounter, mm-hmm. but Absolutely. someone else does. So it's good to have, um, you know, these, you know, sounding boards and people who can, you can bounce ideas off of, or who can help you, um, you know, really get there. And, and, um, and you don't always have to pay people to do that. Exactly. And that's um, going to be on the do not list. I, you know, we're not there yet. <laughs> but we'll, we'll get to that in the next segment. Then <laughs> um, You should have a 30 second elevator speech. Yeah. And rehearse it like you're performing on Broadway. You should mm-hmm. not be fumbling over your speech. You should know the what's next, right? In all accord. You should know in that conversation, if they say this, then this will be my response. And if they say that, then this will be my response. And if they say why, then this will be my response. So you should be prepared for that in a conversation because you don't want it to be where you're stuttering and falling over yourself and not, you know, clearly answering the question. And then you go back afterwards and you know how we do what reanalyze everything that we've said. No, it should be very consistent, very concise. The same, I'm like a robot. It's the same thing every time, right? And then as the conversation begins to unfold, I can then elaborate on other parts, but you should have that 30 second elevator speech just down pat. Practice makes perfect. Practice, 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 get people to help you, um, you know, again, sounding boards goes back to the other one, have a team of people that can help you. Um, Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, you know, know what the objections are. Again, just like with your, your plan, you may not know what the gaps are. You may not know what people's objections are going to be. You need someone who can throw those out at you so you can have an answer. And you may not know what's going to stick in the, in what people hear, what you write might not be received. So for example, when I go out with my, um, marketing team with our soy remover and we'll go out and and pass out samples, right? We go beat the streets as I call it and pass out samples. And it's just about marketing awareness and product awareness. Well, we'll test. We have several different phrases that we'll use to see how people are going to respond Mm -hmm. to my pitch. Right. So in one breath, I may say um, soy remover and another I may say vegan soy remover and another I may say non-toxic soy. And so I'm trying to figure out which word is going to get the best responses. And I remember it's shorter than a 30 second elevator pitch because people are walking past. So I've got to say something to captivate them, to make them stop and hold their hand out and want to receive what I have. So it's just a game of figuring out the right um, string of words together that's going to make people respond in a positive manner to what it is you're talking about. That's right. So 30-second elevator speech. The last two um, would be you should invest in goals because if you have ideas and goals that are not... um, that you have not brought to fruition, that you don't have work behind. It's just a a list of wish or wishes. So you need to have goals and ideas uh, and set those forth on paper. That's a little different than your plan 
because these are these are objectives that you want to accomplish benchmarks you want to accomplish a plan is going to talk about you know the who what where when why and hows of the business and this is to say okay by december 31st i want 10 new clients you know so these are very hardcore objectives that can always be changed and the dates moved and stuff but you definitely want to list the goals right absolutely I was just going to give an example, but she already gave you guys an example. And I think that, you know, the, the, the main thing is understanding, um, again, you may not know how to formulate that. It goes back to having a team to help you know how to formulate what you need and know what direction to go in and to help you uh, make sure that your goals are realistic. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to be starting out and say, I want to make a million dollars. It's March and I want to make a million dollars by December. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that that's not possible. Some people have achieved that in their business, but you want to be realistic in that you don't want to set goals that's going to stress you out because you need to have proper work-life balance because you don't want to make a million dollars and not be able to enjoy it because you're in a grave somewhere. So you want to make sure that you have, again, going back to having that team of people to help you make sure that your goals are realistic and attainable. Um, you know, so that again, you have proper balance because that means you're going to be working like crazy. You're going to work the people around you like crazy. That's not good workplace culture. None of that. And you don't want to start your business off in going in that direction. You don't want to do that. At all. And per usual, Dr. Hughes reads my mind. The last (laughs) one (laughs) she has transitioned us into is you should be investing in yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's holistically. That's from proper work-life balance. That's from what's the next level of information that you're going to digest and attain for yourself and for the business. So you constantly want to be investing in yourself, brushing up on the industry, but also taking time for yourself and scheduling time for yourself during this whole arduous process. Because remember, on a job, it's nine to five, well, eight to five, right? So you're going to be working eight, nine hours, maybe 10 a day in a business. You're going to jump that and, and, and multiply it by two. More than likely, it's going to double the hours that you're going to invest. So in that, you definitely need to take some time for yourself. And having said that, we got to take some time to take a break. You're listening to Business in Black and we'll be right back. You're listening to Business in Black with your host, Danita Harris. And we're back with Business in Black. And uh, we just talked about uh, 10 things that you should be doing uh, when starting a business. And now we're going to talk about things you should be doing and investing in when, um, should, excuse me, should not be doing and investing in when starting a business or building a business. And number one on my list, as it was on the other list, is marketing. Um, you should not be investing in marketing anything other than word of mouth. Um, there will be people come knock on your door, honey, to get you to take out this ad and this paper on this website and this whatever. You should only be doing word of mouth marketing. 
it's tried and true and it's not going anywhere and it's F-R-E-E free. Um, and right now is not the time to spend time on devising a marketing strategy plan. Just simply getting the word out to friends, to families, to former colleagues, to colleagues, to as many people, people at the grocery store, whomever you can, in whatever fashion that is, you should be getting the word out about your business. That's it. Listen, marketing is a business like anything else. People are out there vying for your dollars on every possible hand. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if... Mm. you have to be strategic. You have to know your business. You have to know your business model. You have to know what works for you. You don't have to pay uh, for certain kind of marketing to have, to, to make people a raving fan of your business. Right. If your family and friends can't be raving fans of your business. Right. Find your neighbor. Right. One monkey don't stop. No show. Right. But I guarantee you, you find the right person. All it takes is really one person. Miss mm-hmm. Harris gave you a perfect example of her friend. Had the lip rouge. And it was a beautiful, I mean, with her skin, it was pop, 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 popping. Mm-hmm. All it takes is one. Mm-hmm. All you need is one person to be a raving fan. Mm-hmm. And for that raving fan, and all, she, uh, all that one raving fan needs to do is tell one person. In this regard, in the age of social media, all it takes is one person to go out on social media. The young lady went out on Facebook and boom. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? One, all it takes is one. You don't know somebody's going to go on Instagram. You don't know. Somebody may go on YouTube and, and say, hey, I tried this product and do a product review. Product uh, you review. don't yep. know. Mm-hmm. All you need is one. One yeah, raving fan. And don't be afraid to ask people to give a review. Absolutely. You do not have because you do not ask. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people, you know, you might be you're like, you know, Miss Harris product samples. If she doesn't have a call to action on that product sample, what's, what, the, what's point? the point? Yeah. And so sometimes it's just a matter of, um, you know, in the your current marketing efforts, making sure you have a call to action because people need to know what is it you want me to do? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is a great message, but what exactly am I supposed to be doing with it? With this Absolutely. message. Uh, next on the list is hiring out. Don't hire out. Teach yourself. We talked about this in the shoulds. You should be researching. Please. You should be um, spending that time. Listen, I always tell people they have two options of being wealthy. They're either time wealthy, time rich, or um, money rich, right? So either you have the money to just throw out to a bunch of people to do all of the work for you, which is a big fail, or you have all the time in the world to invest in researching and teaching yourself what you need to know. And that means even like the basics, like you should know basic bookkeeping. You should know basic um, web design. You shouldn't have to know like all the intricate things, but you definitely want to take some time out to teach yourself because when you're hiring out, when you're at that point, you want to know what you should be looking for and how to screen potential employees and potential contractors. And I have a perfect example of that. I listened to a pastor. This is a pastor of a church. Give a testimony about God telling him to learn how to do a particular thing. 
So he had to learn how to use Adobe Illustrator Creator, something like that. And he says, it was just the basics. He said, I needed to know. He said, I didn't understand why at the time. He said, but he says, I needed to know enough so that when I hired somebody to do it, I knew whether or not they were actually doing what I said or what they said they were doing. He said, I knew enough about the program and what to do and how to use it to know if that person was telling the truth. Mm -hmm. Listen, if for nothing else, you need to know basic bookkeeping. Mm-hmm. You need to know some basic things so that when if you it gets to the point that you hire out, you you not duped by somebody right. who's saying they're doing something that they're not that doing. They're really but you not won't doing. be able to know that if you That's don't right. even know the basic ins and outs, if you don't know debits and credits, right? You don't know where your money is going. How many athletes and superstars have been duped with yep. by accountants yep. that they trusted? Because they didn't know basic debits and credits and didn't know where their money went. All their money getting slowly siphoned off into some offshore account that doesn't belong to them. And now they broke as two jokes and old IRS. Mm-hmm. And IRS is like, sorry for you, but we still want our money. Right. So you want exactly. to know, you you have to know basic things. And basic. let me say this. If you can't sell your business, you don't have any business hiring anybody else to be a salesperson for you. Correct. Absolutely. Because you are the best person to sell your business. Now, don't get me wrong. Now, if you're trying to export and you have someone who's already in a market and you don't have $10,000 to travel mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. let's say, China, for instance, but this person is already over there. They have the connects. They've been in China 15 years doing business. They know this. They know that. And they're saying, listen, I'll, I'm willing to go and broker deals for you to get you into the market. I'm not talking about that. That's different because they're saying it's not going to cost you anything unless you land the contract. Then we can start talking about my fee out of that contract. Mm-hmm. If it's a $10,000 contract and they want twelve, fifteen hundred $1,500 or, or $3,000 and it's a $10,000 contract, you better take it. Yes, that's mm-hmm. nothing because mm-hmm. that's, you know, even after their fee, that's still $7,000 more that you had before. And now you're in China. Right. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about in your backyard, you're right. hiring somebody to sell for you because mm-hmm. you don't want to do the work. Not to make any sense at all. That's not good. Nobody business can sense. sell it better than you. Better than you. Uh huh. Absolutely. Uh, next on the list is you should not be entering into anything impulsive or rushed. Do not allow people to rush you and make you on their deadline and make you feel their. Um, they've pushed your pain point to where they, you now feel um, a certain kind of way, like a rushed feeling and a, you know, like uh, the stress of the adrenaline that comes with them trying to pressure you into the sale and, Oh, well you better hurry up because if not, then it's only one left, you know, like all of that gimmicky stuff. Don't allow people to push you off of your timeline and rush you into decisions that you're later going to regret that you're now sitting on this so-called unicorn widget that doesn't even you can't even implement because the rest of your story has not unfolded yet. You have to uh, understand that, um, you know, (laughs) again, know what you're in business for. Number one, number two, recognize warning flags. That's the red flag. Some Mm -hmm. people have, if you, if it's a hard sell, 
why is it such a hard sale? Mm-hmm. You have to ask yourself questions and you're in business now. So you have to start thinking differently. Um, even as a consumer, when other people are buying for your dollars, again, whether it's marketing people or whatever, you have to know, you know, why is it such a hard sell? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, some people have a hard sell because they're depending upon their vendors, their customers to float their business. Absolutely. And that's not your responsibility. And no. so like Ms. Harris said, no, don't be in a hurry to make a decision. You have to know what you are looking for. And if this doesn't line up with what you're looking for, pass. It's okay to Walk pass. away. And don't make no, it. No, it's healthy. had men try and intimidate me and pressure me and call me names because mm-hmm. I'm not purchasing their product. Literally right. call me everything short of stupid because I'm not. And it's like, Thank God I didn't, you know, because I would have been sitting on a $10,000 loss or, you know, when people think that you have money, they'll try everything they can to separate you from that. And if it's that good of a product or service, they wouldn't need to sell it that hard. Right. Absolutely. Um, You shouldn't keep mulling it over. Mm -hmm. At some point, you have to pull the trigger. You have to, and, and women and, and people in tech, um, from what I hear in my research, do a lot of this where we'll sit and sit and think and contemplate. And at some point, you have to pull the trigger and get out there and brace for the rejection and brace for the refining of, you know, the, the, the message or the, what you're doing. But you have to get out there and stop staying in the lab, just mulling it over. Mm-hmm. Um, next one is stop using, you should not use money as a stopping point. Figure out how to do your business with no money or very little money. And what I mean by that is do the research. It comes back to doing the work and the research of figuring out and discovering Fiverr.com and discovering other low-cost resources, free resources through the city, free resources through the library. Um, There's one right now. I know a young lady in Texas, SCORE is another one. Um, A lady in Texas right now, she has a landscaping company and a uh, cleaning company. And so she was in, I've had groups of women business owners in both Florida and Texas and and will probably end up doing one here in New York now, but she was in one of those groups. So I still keep in contact with those ladies and, and delve out information and advice. And so I emailed her the other day and said, you need to start, you need to get your MWBE if you haven't already. That's the Minority Women Business Enterprise designation because that will allow her to start buying for government contracts. Mm -hmm. So she said, oh, well, I reached out to SBA, but nobody, and I go, SBA, what do they have to do with anything? Mm -hmm. Everybody in the world will try to convince you that you need to pay them money to get your certification. And it's free. It is free. Free. Mm F-R-E-E through the state or through your local city. Do not pay an entity to answer questions for you that that you're going to have to answer anyway. Anyway. They want to charge her $400 or $500 in order... information she still got to give them. Information she still has to give them. So don't Mm -hmm. allow them to push and pull you and you have to, you know, because you 
um, you're being told one thing. If you're being told one thing, do the research. Don't just go off of what everybody is telling you, but definitely don't use money as a stopping point because there's usually a way around it. And I will say this too, get creative. Uh, I, I, uh, myself and a group of other women in business, um, you know, I've started, we're doing this uh, sisters in business thing and it's an opportunity. It's for women in business only, only women in business. And um, it's a way for us to help each other grow our businesses through barter. Mm. So we barter services with each other. Somebody may be a marketing guru. Somebody may be a digital, might do digital graphics. Another person might be good at social media and online representation. We have an, a human resource person. We have several coaches, but we all you know do different things. One person does emotional intelligence. Another person does this. Another person does that. We have a cleaning business and all different types of women in business. And it's still growing and more people are coming. But guess what? If I need something and I don't have the money, that's barter. A service, and that's the whole point. We're bartering products and services with each other to help each other grow our businesses and get to where we need to go. Um, because guess what? That's a way to be able to get what you need. Listen, if I can barter services to get somebody who, who does marketing, and that's not my forte, and I need a press release, I don't have a problem bartering thirty minute a thirty minute coaching session or whatever. Right. You want to know why? Because it's worth bartering that 30 minute coaching session that's worth X, Y, Z amount of dollars that I don't have to now physically pay out because it's an exchange. Mm-hmm. That's a way to get what you need. I'm not, that may not work for you, but I guarantee I know it works because I know a woman who was in Newport News had a cleaning business and she paid for both of her daughter's weddings on barter. Mm-hmm. She got wedding cakes. Mm-hmm. She got all kinds of services. She got dresses, flowers, all kinds of things on barter. Um, mm. barter two daughters it does work barter it works. does work because that was through and that was through the city and all kinds of stuff because it was through barter so bartering does work and that got her out there even the more because now because of the services she rendered more people knew the quality of work that she did mm-hmm. and guess what ended up happening she ended up she got like three contracts off of each of those weddings Yep. So now her business grew through barter. Through research, because and she had to research. research to find out who she could barter with. Barter with. That's right. here, people. I'm trying to you tell you. Listen. <laughs> There's a theme. You uh, do with the work. that, we're going to come back with a couple more of things that you should not be doing, um, should not be investing in when you're trying to start a business. You're listening to Business in Black, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Business in Black with your host, Danita Harris. And you're listening to Business in Black. I got to tell you, Dr. Hughes, this has been a good show as usual. Um, what a way to come back off of a break. What a great way to come back after a long little break. Um, you know, we try and give you valuable information that we've lived through, that we've heard horror stories on, that we've, you know, tried and, and failed and tried and succeeded and just help people build better businesses. That's what we're here to do to build a business. If you truly want to do the work, uh, I think that's the biggest theme. Do the work, do the work, do the work. 
And with that, uh, we have a couple more that we want to talk about that you should not be investing in or doing when you're starting or building a business. And I'm going to go with, you should not be desperate and accept everything. That kind of goes in line with where we left off on our list in the last segment. Um, Don't be desperate. Don't have to accept everything. Everyone is not out to help you. Let that be known, but everyone is out to sell you. Let that be known. So, Don't be desperate. Don't accept every offer that comes your way because they'll have a very good way of trying to convince you that the world is ending and you better get it now. And guess what? If you had just waited, maybe 30 minutes down the road, a better offer will come along, right? So take that with uh, tongue in cheek because I also want to highlight the fact that... um, the richest man in Babylon, I think, talks about, you know, no opportunity waits for no man. But taking that in moderation and what that really means, is it, is it benefiting you or is it benefiting them? Because in that example, to, uh, opportunity waits for no man, it was beneficial to the buyer as opposed to the seller, right? So um, just be mindful of not being desperate and not accepting everything. Patience is key. I mean, you you have to be patient when you're in business. You can't be in a hurry. And and that means... Uh, learning how to harness your excitement because when you're in business and you get an opportunity, it's like, and that's great. You have to learn how to harness that Mm -hmm. because some people prey on that kind of excitement. You know what I mean? P-R-A-Y people. P-R-E-Y. And so you want to make sure that, you know, your excitement, they see that as desperation sometimes, you know, or or they see, so it's it's conveyed differently. So you want to learn how to harness that excitement and share that excitement with the right people. And so that they can teach you how to, to, to turn that around to make raving fans of what you have to offer. And then, you know, that's how you excel. Use that for excitement acceleration in your business. Um, so you just want to learn how to, how to communicate that, but patience, be patient. Sometimes you looking at the money, looking at the bottom lines, like, Oh, you're written. No, just be patient through it all. Be patient and don't be too hard on yourself. That's the next one. You know, take it in stride. You're learning. You're new at this. You know, it's just like when you tried to learn to talk and walk and all of those first things. It took you some time to master it. So you 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 grace be have grace with yourself and allow yourself the learning experience. Um, you should not skimp out on mentors. Uh, Dr. Hughes mentioned score earlier. Uh, you can find free mentors, um, whether they're business people that you know of, or they're through the score system or, um, wherever you find them at at networking events and what have you, but you can find mentors because you always want that, um, sounding board to bounce your ideas off of. Um, you should not, spend money. And I mentioned this on the should list. Um, You should not spend money on a website. That's the, you know, top elitist one that you can spend money on. You should not spend money on cards that are 
over the top and, you know, all of these things to start out. You just spend what you need to spend. And I know cards aren't going to per se make you money or a website, but they do help to develop your marketing and your branding that will in turn lead to that because people will take you more seriously. And I wanted Dr. Hughes actually to elaborate a little bit more on what she um, encountered at at the conference she went to where they were teaching people to not and why it isn't a good idea to follow that lead when you're starting in business. When you're starting in business, you are building your brand. People don't know you. They, they, they have no idea who you are, what your brand is. So brand awareness, um, just like Ms. Harris was talking about product awareness is very, very key. And um, part of that is your business card. That's a reflection of your brand and who you are. When you start talking about um, not using that and switching over to electronic, um, you know, these electronic business card apps and um, only using LinkedIn. First of all, LinkedIn, a lot of people still don't even understand the platform. They don't understand how to use it. They don't understand how to leverage it. Mm -hmm. Um, It is, it's not, uh, user-friendly for everyone. Um, and it's not necessarily for every business. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a landscaping business, you might do okay on LinkedIn, but nine times out of 10, not so much. And it's a vi- um, that's because it's it, a visual business. Correct. I want to have a landing page with pictures of before and after lawns that correct. I've done. So right. that's why it wouldn't be the right business, right. the right outlet. Right. LinkedIn is for, um, and not saying landscaping business is not professional, but it literally says professional networks, mm-hmm. um, which is usually service-based businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, people who are a lot of executives, high-profile people, mm-hmm. industry, different kinds of things. And so, when you look at look at it, and even how it has evolved since it first um, launched. Um, it's not for everybody. It's not for every business. I, I completely disagreed with that advice. I understood where the gentleman was coming from. Um, but this is someone who has a reputation. People know people are coming to him. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like the example Ms. Harris said earlier, someone, you know, people walking up to the gentleman and saying, oh my goodness, da, 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 da. This is the kind of person it is. This person has, tra- when I say they have traction, folks know this person. Mm-hmm. You know, people are knocking down his door. For business. Mm -hmm. Um, So he can probably say, you know, 70, 90, 80, 90% of his business is is through LinkedIn. But don't, but you have to understand that most of the people in that room were startups or people Mm -hmm. who were interested in starting a business or nonprofits or, you know, people who are, you know, everybody wasn't in growth. Everybody wasn't in the international track. And so I think you have to be careful when you're sharing that kind of information, especially if you're starting or thinking about starting a business, because that's the kind of advice that can trip someone up. I will say this, when you're starting your business and you're doing your research and you're going to these events and you're listening to people, you have to, just like a sermon, you have to eat the meat and throw the fat and the bones away Mm -hmm. or put it aside because that fat and the bones for you now may be meat for you later. Um, So you have to know what's right for you at the moment. Right. You know, digest that. What can you digest about the information at that time and know what's right for your business? And if a business card is a better reflection, for instance, if it's landscaping, if you're doing hair, you're doing nails, you're doing, you know what I mean? You got to have something to show um, 
what you're made of. Mm-hmm. And that card is a reflection of you. Um, and, and the other thing is and I listened to that. a I reflection cr- of you. Right. Mm-hmm. I cringed at that because thinking internationally, mm-hmm. that's bad business because a Japanese person is not going to do that. Mm-hmm. They're going to hand you that business card and they're going to expect a card in return. Right. And not only that, they're going to expect for you to look at that card, examine that card, flip it over, look at it. They're going to expect you to comment about the card. Why? Because the card is a, an extension of them. Mm-hmm. And so it's personable. Um, when you have your business cards, you're not just handing it out like coupons. You're not dealing cards like you're going to play a game of spades. You are strategic because your cards are valuable. Right. And so there's a lot of different things about business cards and people transitioning to this whole electronic thing and, oh, you don't need business cards and different things. We absolutely do. (laughs) Always need a card because God forbid, what happens if LinkedIn crashes and it it never comes back up again? Right. You don't have a Rolodex. You don't have anything. What happens when all of these little apps crash, fail, virus, right, whatever. Right. There's no, there's no substitute sometimes. You get good, good Wi-Fi and you can't do a bump or whatever the case may be. Right. Or, you know, I've had updates on my phone where all of a sudden Dr. Hughes's phone number isn't there anymore, you right. know? or So you just never know, but um, they're definitely um, imperative, in my opinion, to your mm-hmm. business development. You just want to not spend the most amount of money right now like down the line okay if you want i know jeffrey uh kidmer or didn't know get dan kennedy um bill glazier dan kennedy talked about having uh cat cards he had cats cards for his cats and you know novelty cards where it might be like a, a metal card or a plastic card or you know something like that so you might not start out to there but eventually you can get there and they're just a necessary item that you should be investing in, but you should not be investing a lot of money in these things to start out with. And the last one, we got through that list pretty easy, I think. The last one was um, you should not try doing this alone. We talked about getting a great... Say that, wait a minute. Say that again for the I'm cheap say it seats. Again. All the way to the back, please. You should not try doing this alone. You need... Friends who are entrepreneurs who understand the craziness of the the daily grind and hustle, who can encourage you when you're down, who can understand why you're down, who can talk some sense into you, talk you off the ledge. You need mentors, you need good accountants, tax people, attorneys. You need a good rooting team for you. You should not be trying to be an entrepreneur by yourself. And so you just have to let the Lord lead you on the right people at the right time to come into connection with and to come into for whatever, however, for whatever the purpose and however long that purpose is that they're in your life, but just Ask God to help people come into your atmosphere that will help you and not hinder you. So that's the list, folks. Um, you know, 10 things you should be and should not be investing in and or doing when trying to start a business and grow a business. Um, as usual, we're here for comments, questions, concerns. You can hit us up. Of course, my handles are Business Intelligence Coach and Dr. Hughes is the Global Mentor Coach. 
And you're listening to Business in Black, and we are back from our hiatus. So we look forward to many more shows. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we hope to hear from you soon. Thanks, and have a great day. You're listening to Business in Black with your host, Danita Harris.